Welcome back to the Dozen Podcast. Today, we are, thank you for coming. You're welcome. Thank You're you welcome. for coming. Yeah. Shadow from Gladiators, everybody. Thank now, you. if like me, and you're around the 40 mark, even younger or older, even my, my parents, I mean, we were all massive fans. It was early 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So Shadow was the character name. I've read Michael Jefferson, but I normally see the tabloids write Michael Jefferson. So if you see Michael Jefferson, the chances are they're lies. Friends call him Jeff. That's right. And it's Jefferson King. That's right. Get your heads around that one. My mother's the only one that called me Jeffrey. And I, I don't stand for anyone calling me Jeffrey unless, you know, I just don't. Even if you're in trouble? I don't. <laughs> My mum called me that and that was it. You know, but uh, I do get guys that want to take the piss and sort of say, start calling me Jeffrey. Oh, really? Don't call me Jeffrey. Jeff or Jefferson, but Jeff is good enough. Do they not remember when you was stood on that podium with yeah. the thing in your hand? just about to fuck somebody up. It's like, before you start cracking jokes, calling me Jeffrey, like cast your memory back to 93. Like not a lot's changed since then. Yeah. So we've had, a, we've just been in the gym. Yes. And again, thank you for putting me through the paces. It was, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, me too. That was a real me good, too. that was a real good session being pushed. Well, beyond, I would, I would normally not train that hard. I train to maintain, in fact, predominantly, I train for, for vanity, not sanity. Right. The gym, I'm not religious, but the gym is my church and that's what keeps my, my nut above sea level. And it's just, uh, if I'm feeling anxious or slight trepidation in the morning, you've got to sweat it out. Yeah. I mean, it's good for me. I, like I said, it's part of my DNA. I've been doing it since I was 15. So I don't feel good unless I'm, unless I'm training. You know? And still, still the same to this very day. Yeah, still the same. You know, still get the same, same feeling, same buzz, same pleasure from doing it. Same pump. Same pump. And you've got, you've got a very good reception. So when you think of what the media have wrote about you over the years, and I've just had a, I've done a, a brief bit of research to know that they obviously haven't sat down with you to have a conversation. No. 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 Because you've got a great, when we walked into the gym, two people that I know straight away, looking at each other, pointing at you. Yeah, that's, that's shadow. So really in 30 years since she was on primetime TV on a Saturday night, your appearance hasn't really changed. No, it does. It does, it does surprise me that um, you know it's been thirty years and people still see me and react to me like as if it was back in the nineties. Yeah, it's a nice feeling. Well, even even when you even when, when we met first thing, even if I'm honest with you, even looking at you now, just waves of nostalgia coming back because Gladiators at the time. Was it, was it 93? Because there was, Emily, was there eight seasons or? No, it was, well, I was there from the beginning. So 90, 90, it started in 90. Not, I was 10. You were my hero at one stage, mate. And now, and now here we are, training together, yeah. pushing me through the limits. And there was, there was people behind us, watching us, that, that know me. Like, yeah. Fucking hell, he's putting you through your paces. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we're meant, we meant to be friends. I call him Jeff. <laughs> so... Oh, I like that. Everyone's going to want to know about gladiators. But yeah, let's touch base on gladiators. Okay. How, how did that even begin? How did you hear that there was a show being called Gladiators? Was you approached? Did you see an ad? How did it, tell me the, the beginning of Gladiators. I used to um, watch the American program. We used to come on at like three o'clock in the morning on a Friday night. So coming back from the clubs and that, turn TV on, there'd be American Gladiators. And after the show, they would say that they, the British were looking to start their own. Their own gladiators. And uh, I just applied for it. Well, a friend of mine applied for me. Like I said, I was just about to turn professional in bodybuilding. So 
he said, Jeff, you know, you should have a go at this. So he applied for me and uh, I was put on the list. I suppose, you know, thousands of people throughout, throughout the country had tried out. All the hard men, all the doormen, all the fitness fanatics, everyone tried out. Um, I was put on a short list and um, there you go. So to audition for Gladiators, because I'm trying to think. So now, I mean, you would see something advertised on social media and you'd get millions apply for it. Yeah. Whereas back sort of 1990 then, I mean, how did you even see the advertisement? Would it be in Yellow Pages or? Yellow Pages, no. Where, where... <laughs> <laughs> like I said, after, We're going after, back. after, the, after the, um, the show, the American show on a Friday night, yeah. Um, they would advertise the fact that they were looking for people. Right. So on the actual, at the end of the program, then, yeah. they, then they, okay, then they'd yeah. advertise that it's coming to the UK next yes. and give you, give you contact details. Your friend applied for you. Yes. Did he apply without you knowing? No, he, he applied. He told me, Jeff, you know, you fancy some of this? I said, yeah, why not? You know, it might be a good way for me to use my body for something, something positive. Yeah. And did you have to, was it a telephone interview first of all, or did you have to send, was it, was, um, it, was even emails a thing back then? Uh, no, I think it was a telephone, uh, I think it was a telephone interview. Uh, then they took us down to uh, Woolwich to an army barracks and uh, put through our paces through the PT instructors on the inside, climbing ropes, jumping beams, pull-ups, all that kind of stuff that they, they do in the army. And then they took us outside to do the assault course. They had uh, PT instructors uh, stationed throughout the woods to make sure that you kept on running and you know climbing walls and nets and all kind of stuff. And yeah, it was like being in the military camp. And was it abundantly obvious when you was auditioning for Gladiators that you was head and shoulders above the other people that was applying to be on the show as a Gladiator? Yeah, well, yeah, I I, I did believe um, and felt strongly that yeah, I I had half a chance of uh, becoming one. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, you were the man. Well. In my humble opinion, and I'm sure people that end up watching this, and there will be a this this will this will harvest some interest because Gladiators was absolutely massive. It was around the same time as Blind Date, Noel's House Party, and Gladiators was was was, was smashing the views compared yeah. to the other shows. Big weren't production, it? big production. I think it was about a four and a half million pound production. It was a big big. Uh, the Americans they do their they do their Gladiators in front of uh, they do it in like a cardboard cutout arena. They do it in front of like a thousand people. You know, we took it to the next level. We took it to an indoor arena, 10,000 plus, twice a day, the shows. You know, we just completely batted it out of the ballpark, really. And it was, I mean, Gladiators, that was, that was an actual Saturday night for people at home. Yeah. They, weren't going to, they weren't going out to restaurants or going to the theatre. No. Like Gladiators is on, yeah. that's our Saturday yeah. night. Sort of, that's how yeah. big it was. It was, it was. it was an event. Yeah. Yeah, and there's so okay. So before I come, because I mean, you, you, in my eyes, you were the most memorable character. And there was Wolf. He was obviously a he was a classic. He was a, but he was a character. He was a caricature of himself. It yeah. it appeared to me. Yeah. Whereas you were like the spine of the show. Out of all the people that were there, you were the one. You took shit seriously. Yeah, I like to think I was the backbone of Gladiators. Hmm. Yeah, you had that stare. I'm, that I'm glad you've lost that stare that too. That, that today. Too. That too. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not looking to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> so when you. So what was your? Because there was. So in gladiators, I'm just trying to remember all the different. What are they called? 
not exercises, different, uh, oh, different competitions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so all the different competitions they had. I remember the Travelator. Yeah. Who, that, that was just for contestants. Yeah, that was yeah. that's right. That was yeah. the very, very, that was the last yeah. bit. And you'd see yeah. people like, Struggle to get up. Yeah, they've almost made it. And, and then all of a sudden their dreams just come crashing down and they go face first on the Travelator. Dignity goes out the window. Pride falls out their pockets and they're on the floor. Like, better luck next time. And then someone just creeps up and yeah. takes a breath first yeah. and then go for it. And then you then, then used to swing through like that's the, right. the, the, right. the thingy at right. the end. Yeah. yeah, just remind me of uh, of some of the competitions that, that, that there were. Um, there was the Pyramid uh, where... Uh, the gladiator would be at the top of the pyramid. You had to make your way up to the top. Yes. My job was to come down halfway and meet you, throw you down again, so you struggled to get to the top again. There was a sky trap that was like a sky electric track that was in the ceiling of the arena. They took you up on a hoist, would take you up on a like a, a hoist to the top, and then you hook yourself up to the to the to the track. Yeah. So you're running upside down, and you got to chase the contestant. And tag him. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I remember that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running yeah. upside down. Yes, I do remember that. And then you got the big metal balls that you would be running inside the metal balls. Then there was the other one where you had to put the balls in like the little baskets. Yes, that was like a, like a rugby game, mini rugby game. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And the one where you'd have to get through, through three of you. Where you yeah. And yeah. What, what was that thing? Because you used to hold. Yeah. What was it's, that called? Um, to be honest, I couldn't tell you what it was called. It was just a baton. Like a baton, yeah. yeah like like yeah. a great big double-edged baton. Yeah, that's right. And so your 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 one was the gauntlet. Is that right? The jewel. The jewel. Mm. Yeah. The gauntlet was the one we had to go through three of them. That's right. And yours was the jewel. The jewel. So the jewel was the one, everyone, the, every contestant that was on Gladiator, from my memory, they looked like they was having a jolly good time when they was doing all the other things yeah. until they got up on the jewel. Yeah. And then that to face you. Yeah, yeah it, was, <laughs> it was the only one-on-one -on -one game. You know, you're 12 foot up in the air. You're on a three-foot diameter platform. Mm. And it's, it's, it's daunting for the contestants. Um, I mean, oh, I, I, I felt quite comfortable up there, but, but it's daunting. And then you've got me in front of you. No nonsense. You know, I'm looking to dismiss you from the platform. So if you survive, I would step across and give you a hug and say respect, you know. But I know that you've taken punishment to stay, to stay there. And was there many survivors? Not many. I mean, there was a few that managed to stay up there and, and get their 10 points, but um, they took a beat. And on a whole, predominantly, most of them got... Yeah, most of them were. ...got dismissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you were either undefeated or there was someone that... Gary Mason. ...jumped over. Gary Mason, he stepped across and pushed me off. Um, so that was cheating. Well, yeah, I actually thought he jabbed me with the pugil stick and, you know, I couldn't believe... Fugil stick? Fugil stick. Fugil stick. Fugil stick. Right. I thought he jabbed me with it and I'm finding myself floating down to the mats. And when I get up and everyone's rushing around me saying, Shadow, fight him again, fight him again. I said, no, he won fair and square. No, he stepped across. So, okay, fight him again. John Anderson says, you know, get ready. And uh, after I swiped him a couple of times, my stick had touched his platform, so they just called it a draw. But he's the only person to actually push me off, not not knock me off, but push me off. Do you know what? Gary Mason, forget all his other, other world achievements. Mm. That'll be his claim to fame. <laughs> 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 That'll be the one. Yeah. Forget all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was the one that- I, yeah. I done shadow. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. You, you sort of cheated. You sort of cheated. You sort of cheated, yeah. gal. Yeah. Because you've got to remember, I mean, we're sitting opposite each other, so people looking at the camera, they won't get the full 
scope. You're six foot three yeah. and you're still in tremendous shape. And you're 62 now, yeah. which again, that's hard to believe. You stood out in the gym. You're in better shape than 99% of the people in the gym. And a lot of people in the gym earlier, it's a big old gym. It's got the free weights. It's got the cardio. People are in the, in the absolute prime of their life in there. And you're still in better shape than 99% of them. And then you take that back to when you were standing opposite a contestant on the duel. You were four stone heavier than you are now? Yeah, I was about 19 stone then. Of yeah. raw yeah. muscle? Yeah, I was about 5% body fat. I was, yeah, I was in good condition. Yeah. I remember your quads were unbelievable. In fact, whatever, you, you, you looked like a, like a black arnie. Yeah, well, like I said to you, I was just about to turn pro before I got the job. So I was well into bodybuilding. I've been bodybuilding since I was 15. I grew up in New York. My mother lived in America. So I started playing American football in high school. And, and that's when I started to lift weights. I remember seeing a picture of Arnold in the changing room and thinking to myself, yeah, I would like to look like that. And, um, and, just, you, and you did. Yeah, well, I just continued lifting weights. And, um, and that was the product. You know, I started to compete as a teenager. I'm the only person to win the Junior Britain three times in a row, 78, 79, 80. Teenage New York City, Mr. New York City. Uh, came second in the universe my first time out. And then, like I said, I was about to turn pro when I got the job as a gladiator. I mean, that's some, that's some portfolio of, of achievements that you've got there. So just flick it. Now that we've talked, we're going to come back to gladiators because there's, there's so much stuff that we can unbox from gladiators that, that I'm sure people that are watching this now, they've got the nostalgia running through their veins. They're going to want to hear a little bit more. But Bodybuilding. Yeah. So it's interesting that I said that you, to me, you look like a black Arnold Schwarzenegger, like a beautiful frame. And that's the thing, you know, it's a, it's, it's a weird term to call another man, but if you're sculpting your body as a work of art, yeah. you have to appreciate beauty when you see it. Sure. And all your shoulders and your delts sure. and your pecs and your sure. quite everything was just sure. like this, 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 this guy is unbelievable, an unbelievable athlete. If you've made it this far, thank you for tuning in to The Dozen Podcast, sponsored by Bauer Security. If you like what you see and you want more of the same, like and subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you get notified when a new guest is coming onto the pod. Enjoy the show, there's lots more to come. Let's get back to the guest. And then you had the stare that went with it. It's like, I'm not here to make up the numbers, I'm here for business. So, yeah. go, so going back, like to get you into that shape, you was in the NFL, did you say? I tried for the NFL. Right. I, I, um, I went out to, uh, I drove from LA to Texas, took me two days. I went to Texas Stadium, tried for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I remember being there, thousands of guys were there, free agents, not guys that were picked from college, guys that are coming from the street. I had to go and run some drills, some lateral drills, some zigzag drills, going through some cones and stuff. Now I've waited there all day. I've taken two days to drive there. Then I'm there in the arena waiting for hours before my turn. Done these drills. I remember the coach turning around to the other coach and saying, his hips are stiff and he has no hand coordination. Next. And that was it. Dismissed. Dismissed. I mean, this is after two days of driving. Yeah. Sitting in the arena waiting for my turn to go and do the drills. Yeah. Uh, they, one thing they can't teach you is speed. Yeah, I used to run the 40 in about four, five, four, six. If you're doing four, one, they can take you. What's the 40? It's a 40 yard sprint. Right. Yeah, they just run that. It's just a 40 yard sprint. And that's part and parcel of a trial to get into yes, the NFL. Yes, yes. Now, if you've got speed, they can work with you. Um, other than that, you know, 
it's it's not it's not that easy to get into the NFL. But anyway, so then um, I ended up going back to Sweden. I was living in Sweden at the time. I'm assuming you grew, grew up in the States, though. Yeah, I grew up from the age of 14 to about 26, 25, 26. There. Yeah. Are you, so where were you born? I was born here. I was born in England. Born, born in the UK? Yeah. yeah. London? Yeah. I made it. My mother moved out to America to obviously make money back in the day. And uh, she sent for me. I'm the last of, uh, I'm the youngest of three. I've got a brother and sister. Um, and so I went to live out there with her. Yeah. yeah. I'm sort of jumping from bit to bit now because it's, I mean, all the little bits you've done, they're all interesting. I want to, and I sort of want to compound on them. So I suppose, born and bred in the UK, yep. your mum then went to the States yep. to uh, earn money over there. Yes. She then called you to come and yes. come and live with her. Yes. And so was you always athletic by, as, yes. by, by default? Yes, always athletic. And did that run in the family? No, no, I was the only athletic one in the family. You broke the mold? Yeah, yeah I, I used to run the 100, 200. I used to throw the shot, uh, uh, discus. In school here yeah. in England. Um, then I went to America, like I said, played American football. Lifting weights to play American football. And it just went from there, really. It's terrible. So when you started lifting weights mm. to help you progress within the NFL, if it all went yeah. according to plan, was it an easy decision to come full circle back to weights? Or when you was doing weights, did you think to yourself, if this doesn't work, I'll go down the bodybuilding route? Did you have a plan in your head? No, no, no plan. I just, weights was a part of my makeup. I, I just did it all the time. And as my body grew, I competed and things just elevated from there. Really. And so, so you, you was competing before the NFL? Yeah. Trials? As, 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 as a teenage bodybuilder in, in New York. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and and here I used to come back here to see my father, and I used to compete when I used to come here. So in '78 I came back, won the junior Mr. Britain, came back in '79, came back in '80, won it three times in a row. Then I won the teenage New York City Mr. New York City. So it was like it was like that. I mean that's I mean, unless someone's actually lifted a weight before or been in a free weight gym where there's guys competing, mm. and it completely affects their social life. Yeah. It affects their relationships, their social life. You, you've got to be so dedicated, yeah, so so driven, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and completely and utterly disciplined yeah. in order to to progress remotely within that industry. Sure. And did that affect your relationships in in a, in a detrimental way? Um, I was young then, so relationships weren't sort of you know the main topic. But um, you've got to be a bit selfish, and you know it's hard work, and you. It's all down to you and, you know, if you don't put the work in, if you don't eat right, you don't sleep right, uh, you don't make the gains. That's it. You know, genetic, genetically, you have to be partly gifted in order to produce muscle. Not everyone produces muscle. Um, and you've got to be consistent. Consistency is the key, really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Again, a lot of people think that it's just all about the training, the training, the training, but it's sort of what you do in the kitchen that counts, isn't it? Well, that, that too. You know, it's not just all about steroids. You know, uh, just because, uh, you know, you get guys that do take steroids. I've taken steroids. Um, they're not a miracle drug. You don't just take them and everyone ends up looking like Arnold. You know, you, you've got to put the work in. You know, you've got to have the genetic potential to produce muscle. Just because you're taking roids doesn't mean you're going to produce muscle. You may put on size. You may get stronger. You may get stronger in the gym. But if you're not actually producing muscle, 
so that when you come off the gear, you, it stays with you. Um, you know, you end up losing it. A lot of people, it's a very easy way for someone that doesn't know to discredit someone's hard work and dedication over years and years and years by yeah. saying steroids. Sure, but yeah, sure. I mean, I've, I've used sure. I've used steroids, sure. so I know. Yeah, you're going to get a lot. You're going to carry a lot more water if you're using steroids, yes. Yes. and yeah, you're going to put an extra 10, 20 percent on the intensity of your yes. workout. Yes. But outside yes. of that, there's still yeah. all the hard work that, 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 yeah. that needs yeah. to be done. That needs to be done. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And did you have? Because a lot of steroid users, they were going to a gym. They'll see a load of lumps, think, I want to have some of that. Yeah. They'll go to the guy in the changing rooms and say, I want to buy some gear. He'll go, get this in you. Boom, boom, boom. You'll lump up, do it in 12 weeks, come off, take a PCT. But really, there's the science behind the whole thing where it can just shatter your immune system, yeah. fuck with your, with, your, with your blood cells, sure. your hormones are all sure. over the shop. Sure. And a lot of people, I mean, I've seen it over the years. I've seen, I've seen lads that have built a beautiful frame, a great physique. Yeah. And then they thought, right, I just want to get some mass and want to get some strength. So they'll take something like an Apollon 50, yeah. oxymethylone, which is the most estrogenic steroid sure. out there, sure. as far as I know. And all of a sudden, they don't take anything that counteracts the estrogen rebound. Right. And then they've got this beautiful body and then they start growing actual tits. tits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you imagine dedicating, yeah. say, yeah. 10 years of your life to sculpt a beautiful physique, and all of a sudden you're growing actual tits. tits. Fucking hell! So did you have? I mean, tits? yeah, no, no, no. no. Did you have? Did you have someone that would like when you first? I mean, obviously you're probably a walking authority on the subject, but at the time when you first got introduced into that world, did did you have someone that actually cared about you rather than that didn't just want your money yeah. for the steroids? No, no. I I, I was lucky. To, I trained with uh, Bertel Fox, who's a big name in the bodybuilding world. Um, He's the only other, he's the only other person to win the Junior Britain three times in a row. But you know he's a Mr. Olympia contestant. Um, I was lucky to train, to train with him in Southall, Middlesex, um, from an early age. From the time I started training, actually, I started to train with him. So I was lucky. I was guided. You know, um, I waited my time for my body, you know, to grow naturally. You, you can't you can't force you can't force to grow. For, you know, you, at 14, 15, 16 years old. Doesn't matter how much gear you take, you're not going to end up looking, you know, like Arnold, let's say. No, that's years. Yeah, just years of dedication, and, and and you have to grow. Your muscles are still growing, so you know, no amount of gear. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was. Um, Mental correctly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good, because that can really, really. I mean, forget all the recreational drugs and the class A's and the and, and the disco rave drugs. If you fuck around with. Uh, with anabolics and growth hormone and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you can end up in trouble. Big trouble yeah, and yeah. it, like irreversible trouble. And I think yeah. that's, that's good to, to sort of put that out there, you know, because a lot of people now, sure. they're under so much pressure by right? look, looking at yeah. tremendous physiques yeah. on Instagram, yeah. Yeah. but they want yeah. that because they think that yeah. everybody wants that sure. and that's what girls sure. like. Sure. And sure. all of a sudden they're pumping shit in their system sure. and all of a sudden they are fucked and sure. they're not coming back from it. You know, if you, if you look at some of the top people uh, that have been in the bodybuilding industry today, that they're, they're, they're not the same people. Nah. You know, uh, Cutler, Ronnie Coleman, Robbie Robinson, even down to Arnold, he doesn't carry, obviously he's a lot older now, but he doesn't carry the kind of muscle that he was carrying. And some of them are in trouble. Some, a lot of them are dead. Mm. So tell me, a lot, of, a lot of those bodybuilders from the 80s and 90s are, are well gone, gone. Is that the, 
Is that the the abuse of steroids, or is it? Because I know a lot of it's a lot of the other stuff, like the painkillers, to uh, to ease an injury and, and mask it so they can carry on training and the uh, and the prescription drugs. A lot of them get. I know, like at least in the WWF, the wrestlers. Yeah, a lot of them die young because they get hooked on on painkillers and and downers well, and stuff yeah, like I that. Mean, you know, you're being thrown about and stuff. I mean, in the day, their their thing is is staged, but they still have to. You still have to be aerobically um, gifted or. or Arabatically gifted uh, mm. to, to do all those flying from ropes and, and landing and all that kind of stuff. So they, they, their bodies do go for a lot of punishment, those guys. So I, cool. I would imagine, yeah, they, they would imagine they take a lot of painkillers and stuff like that. Yeah, as far as, I, as far as I know, a lot of them, a lot of the ones that died young, I mean, if you put, if you go into YouTube and put in like, you know, WWF wrestlers, that, that, I think it's called the WWE now, isn't it? it, yeah. it it's changed. Vince McMahon, when he was absolutely blown up on the scene, all them big names like Hulk Hogan, yeah. the Ultimate yeah. Warrior. He, yeah. he died in his fifties, yeah. didn't he? I mean, he, yeah. what, what a showman he was. Yeah. But uh, and I only mean, I only think about the WWF because when we so going back to Gladiators, there was a, a lot of characters that were perfect for Gladiators. But would they have would they have stood out in the WWF where there was like absolutely mega, like the Hulk Hogans and the and the Macho Man Randy yeah, Savages? No, I, I, don't, whereas, I don't very much. Was I think you could have. You would have fit in there and you, you would have sloped in real nice, I think. I think as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think as well. Yeah. Because yeah. they, so that WWF crowd, they sort of, they had a, like a movie star presence, sure. didn't they? Sure. There was sure. a lot of athletes on, on Gladiators. Yeah. I mean, you, I'm just trying to think of the ones that were more memorable. I mean, you are, you, you were definitely top of the list. And then there was Wolf. There was Jet. <gasps> Everybody loved Jet. Yes. Let's yes. talk about Jet. Let's talk about People want to know about Jet. Jet. Did did you here's the question? Did you know that in your day to day life when you was at work? Because I suppose gladiators for you after a while the novelty worn off and it's like well I'm at work now. Yeah. And she was a work colleague. Yes. Did you realise at the time that she was off limits? No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't look at Jet like that. But uh, no, I didn't realise she was off limits. No. I mean, I, there was plenty of others that did look at Jet like that, weren't there? Well, yeah, I mean, she, she was the sex symbol of the 90s. And she was one of the sex symbols of the 90s. Mm. Yeah. yeah, a lot of my friends had, well, had posters of her in, yeah. in, in their bedroom. And she still looks good today. You know, I saw her the other day on uh, the Gladiator podcast and, uh, yeah, she looks great. She looks great. So, she, yeah, she's, she strikes me as a, as a nice person. Yes, yeah, she is a yeah. very nice person, uh, down to earth. And yeah, a nice person. And so... You was on a podcast with her recently. Yes. Is that was that a Zoom or around a, a Zoom? Zoom, not like this. No. Okay. And do you keep in touch with any of them face to face? Um, to be to be honest with you, I haven't I hadn't spoken to any of them from the time I was out of Gladiators. So you're saying thirty years now. Um, just recently, I've messaged the majority of them, um, and it's been nice, you know. And and the response I've gotten back from them has been nice. Uh, any not so nice? No comment. <laughs> the ones that weren't so nice, who were they? Well, there was there was a few that you know did their did their stories and um, you know added me to their stories and in what made it, up made up stories. What to further their agenda? Yeah, yeah. and uh, I didn't. I didn't really appreciate uh, appreciate any of that. But uh, you know, to each their own. 
I suppose because what Gladiators, how it all come to an end, sort of for, for people that wanted to use somebody as a stepping stone to further their career or make themselves look like mm. knights in shining armors, it would have been very easy to to use you as a scapegoat. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, so how, how did it all end for you? Because as far as I remember, and everybody else that will remember, you, Saturday night, primetime TV, shadow. Shadow, like a big, big deal. Our words, I said the spine, you said the backbone of the show. A lot of people would have tuned in just to watch you. Gladiators would have known that their ratings are sky high yeah. because you're on there. And I'd like to know if, if you do know what their ratings were when, when you made the exit or you got forced. I think, I think, I think they were running like 15, 16 million a week. A week. Uh, after I came out, they were lucky to get 12. I mean, that's how many people stopped watching the program. Yeah, yeah. See, there's a bit. See, I, I haven't researched that, but just I can imagine, yeah, why do I want to tune into, I mean, there's a few names up, like Scorpio, Saracen. Yeah. There's names I remember, yeah. but I couldn't put a face to the names. No. You say Shadow, yeah. Wolf, yeah. yeah. Ulrika Johnson, yes. nice person. Yeah, she was a lovely, lovely person. Yeah. Did you did you get on what did you know? Because she's she seems very troubled. Um, no, I didn't know she was so well, I didn't know she was troubled. Uh, she was uh I knew her as a, a weather girl before she became That's a it. presenter on Gladiators. But she was a lovely woman, yeah. Yeah. It's normally the it's normally the lovely people that get the get advantage taken from them and end up troubled. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, she's had some. Uh, yeah, I thought I'd get. Some, I thought I'd get some juicy gossip out of you about Arika Johnson because no, not, there's not much I can tell you about. Just she was just a, just a nice person. Yeah, she was lo no, lovely woman. Yeah. No scandals at the time. No, not that I knew of. Just yeah. seems like she's been unlucky in love and just got with the wrong dudes. That's and, it. That's it. That's yeah, it. shame. And then there was it John Fashionu. John Fashionu. John Fashionu again. He seemed. Yeah, what's happened to him? Just I have no idea. He just disappeared in the face of the earth. Really, I don't think he lives in England. Uh, I don't know where he is. Or what he did after Gladiators, but and Wolf, Wolf, he's in New Zealand at the moment. He lives in New Zealand. Uh, he's still in good shape. He uh, got out. He got out of the country. Well, yeah. Uh, for what reason I don't know. I mean, New Zealand's nice. I've been there myself, but uh, yeah, yes, that's where he, that's where he's based now. They do a good wine over there. Do they really? Do, do you drink alcohol nowadays? Um, you know, I have an occasional pint, but I'm not really a drinker. Not not a big wine drinker. Yeah, so. Gladiators, Saturday night, primetime TV, outranking Noel Edmonds, mm -hmm. Cilla Black. Yeah. I still love Cilla Black. Yeah. But I won't go that. Even her music, I love. I'm 43 and I still listen to Cilla Black. Okay. Oh, I love her. <laughs> yeah, she's great. And then, I, how many seasons of Gladiators were there? Um, well, I was there for the first uh, three years. So I think, I think, I think that, 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 group, that group that I started with went on. To Went on to do it for about six to eight years, I think, after that. Wow. So it, it carried on for a good few years after when you went. So star of the show stood out heads and shoulders above everybody else, in, not just my opinion. Most people that watched it, they would be tuning in for you. Great show, don't get me wrong. Uh, but every show's got a star of the show, just, just the way it goes. How did that come to an end? What what did you do for them to turn their back on you? I um I was um I was accused of doing a line of cocaine in a a restaurant bar I used to go to in the Kings Road. Uh, there was no 
photographs that they said they had. They only had a photograph of my Jeep outside the restaurant, but uh, uh, an undercover reporter said how he was with me inside the club uh, in, in the men's room, and uh, I did a line of cocaine is what he said. And uh, on the basis of that, LWT had to let me go. I suppose in the first year, we didn't realize how big the show was going to be. <clears throat> in the second year, the show just blew up. And I think um, the, the age group uh, of people that used to watch the program, it was, say, 5 to 15, but then it was 15 to 25, <clears throat> an older group of people. But because of the kids were following it, I suppose they felt, well, you know, by firing me that they would show that the rest of them were Squeaky clean. Send a message out. Yeah. yeah. Send send a message out to the rest of the cast, yeah. but also let let the viewers know yeah. we, we don't stand. We, yeah, we for, don't tolerate. Yeah. We don't tolerate yeah. that. Yeah. But just off somebody's word. Yeah. Now somebody could say something about me. Okay, well, is it on video camera? Is yeah. is is there a photograph? How yeah. can you that's just hearsay? Yeah. So purely based off hearsay, yeah. who was this person? I have, I have no idea. No idea. So you so did you do the lot of cocaine? No, no. I mean, I'd be honest with you. At the end of the day, if I don't know you, I'm not going to step into a cubicle with you and just do a line of cocaine with you. No, that would be insane. Yeah, that would that would be insane. So you know, so it that, didn't. That didn't happen. It it didn't happen. And the thing is, now you've got nothing to lose. It's it's done. It's dusted. You've yes. moved on. There's a, a whole load of other stuff that's yeah. gone on, which yeah. we, which we can cover, and also what's going to happen in the future, which yeah. is which is exciting, but. Because somebody accused you of doing something that we're saying is, is a lie and you've, there's no mileage for you to lie about it now. You're saying you didn't do the line of cocaine. You're not denying using cocaine. No. Nope. But you didn't do it at that time when you was being accused of it and you wouldn't have been doing it irresponsibly with a stranger. With a stranger in the cubicle. That's right. Yeah. What a, what a dog of a human being to do that to another human being. Well, yeah. Yeah. Did you feel, how did they make you feel resentful? I mean, because you're such a calm guy. Yeah, I, I did feel uh, resentful. I was uh, violated. You know, at the end of the day, I wasn't given an opportunity to uh, make things right. No one said to me, you know, if, Jeff, if you've got a problem, you know, do you want to get it sorted or anything like that? I was just axed, gone. And did they call you in? And was it... Did it, how 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 soon, how soon did it happen? And what season was it in? Was it the the, the, the third season? Then just yeah, that was it. Third season gone. Third season. And how soon after this this alleged coke sniffing occasion uh, took place? It happened pretty quick. It happened pretty quick. I remember I was brought into LWT to a press conference in order to apologise to my colleagues, apologise to the nation. So, L, so let me. So, LWT have summoned you in, and you knew what they were summoned you in for. I'm assuming. Yes, yeah, because it was all over the tabloids. You know, it was. Uh, so, yeah. oh, so, did you read about it before you got the call about it? I did read about it. I, I used to get. You know, there were stories nearly every week in the news of the world at that time. News of the world were talking and dealing mm. with all types of people, but I used to get phone calls and people say, "Jeff, we've seen the papers," and be like, "Oh God, what now?" Do you know what I mean? And then they're saying, you know, you've done the line of cocaine and this guy. And uh, went from there. So, be so before that, what, what would they be printing about you? Um, what else have they said? Oh, 
I've had I've had a number of stories. Uh, I've had uh, just come back from burying my dad in Jamaica. Dad's not Jamaican. He was alive at the time. I think the tabloid said something like a uh, former daddy arrested for handling stolen Porsche. Never stole a car in my life. You know, there's uh, my picture with Michael Costello underneath my picture. Whoever made the story, whoever wrote the story, didn't disregarded my real name to find out my real name to go with the picture. But just all fabrication, really. Were they not leaving themselves wide open for a lawsuit if they're making up? Well, believe me, I did try. I, I went to uh, Max Clifford at the time and said to him, listen, you know, what, you know, they're writing all these things about me that have nothing to do with me. Um, he said, well, find out where you stand legally, is what his exact words were, but he never done nothing for me. You would have thought Max Clifford would have known exactly where you stood legally. Yeah. If, a, yeah. if a national paper are, are completely making up stories and fabricating s scenarios that never happened, you'd think, well, it's, it's clear cut. I mean, Barbara Windsor, God rest her soul, um, said to me, Jeff, they never want to see you have that power again. You know, and that's, that was the reason for me, I don't know, being blackballed from the industry or, or, you know, trying to get a step up. Yeah, it's it's bizarre because do you even, did it cross your mind that maybe there wasn't an undercover reporter that said you'd done that? Maybe it was LWT that thought you were becoming bigger than the show and they made that up to get well, rid of you? They always told us that no one, nobody was bigger than the show. You know, no single person was bigger than the show afraid to say, you know, like I always say, I was the backbone of gladiators. I was the serious side of gladiators. People that um, prepared to compete on gladiators, the only concern they would have would be me. And so that motivated a lot of people to, to come to the show, to train for the show, um, knowing that, you know, at the end of the day, I was the serious side of it. That's a great point you've made there. That's a real good point, yeah because the whole show looked jolly. The wolf was a caricature of himself, almost a parody version of somebody. Mm. So if you, was, if you thought, yeah, I'm gonna go on Gladiators and I'm, I'm gonna have wolf chasing me, me personally, I wouldn't have given a, a monkey's fart. No. No. And I probably would just would have trained as I normally would. Someone reminded me that you're gonna be there and I've got to go up against you. It's like, ah, I better up my game, I better up it now, and I better up it seriously. So by having you on the show, that instantly increases the caliber of contestant, which makes you, in my opinion, priceless, yeah. like extremely valuable to the show. And it's very hard to get your head around the politics behind it as to what would motivate them to act you from a show where you was bringing in huge numbers, increasing the contestant's com uh, competency. It's... Yeah, just a, just a shit way to end something that could have been so much more. Yeah. Because you could have gone on to do all sorts. Even down to merchandise. Uh, people that made uh, merchandise, I think myself, Wolf and Jet was the leading sellers uh, of merchandise, especially toys and everything else. I mean, everything from bed linen to pyjamas, the whole. So you, 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 you were the top three? Yeah. Carac caricatures of you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how much did that, I mean, talk of the, the merchandise. I mean, how much would, have, would that have grossed? God knows. Millions? Millions, yeah. Millions. Millions of pounds. Yeah. yeah. And how much were you getting paid for the No, we, didn't get, the, we, didn't, we didn't get nothing. For, we got, in the first year, we got 500 pounds a show. You do 13 shows. The shows go out from September. They run all the way up until Christmas every Saturday. You could earn between two and three grand a month doing personal appearances. Uh, you paid your own tax. Uh, 500 pound a show in the first year 
In the second year, we were getting seven fifty a show. Yeah, again, you would pay your you would pay your own tax, and it was like you were self-employed sort of thing. Um, we used to have outside agents before becoming gladiators. We had we had agents that we used to work for. Uh, so LWT, I mean, that isn't a million miles off exploitation. They're hitting monumental figures, record-breaking figures. They're out doing Cilla Black and Noel Edmonds, and they're paying you £750 a show, the, super, yeah. the superstar yeah. of the show. And I'm assuming they're just relying on the fact that you love being on Gladiators. Well, yeah. You I should think, be grateful. I, yeah, I think that was, I think that was their, their, their thinking behind it because at the end of the day, if you didn't like the contract, you didn't sign it, and then there was a 1,000 people that were waiting for your job. You know, there was lots of people out there that wanted to be Gladiators. So if you didn't like the uh, the contract you were signing, keep stepping. And I, I can I can fully appreciate that there'd be no shortage of people wanting to be a gladiator. Sure. But we've also watched X Factor for years and yeah. seen that everyone wants to be a a singer. Yeah, and they can't sing. And they can't sing. <laughs> yeah, you, you may have a thousand people waiting to be a gladiator, but sure. like, who's sure. going to fill Shadow's sure. shoes? Sure. Sure. Yeah, I find it very bizarre and. It's just seems like there's more to it than me. Did did you think that? Did you did you push? Did you dig deeper for answers? No, I didn't actually. I I, uh, I took it on the chin and uh, walked off. Really, yeah. There wasn't much I could do about it. Fair play to you. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. It's uh, I bet it was just an absolute complete shock to the system because if you oh, yeah. if yeah. you know you're the backbone and you know you're the star of the show, and I know by spending time with you that you're a very humble guy. You're far, a far cry from an arrogant man. But just having the confidence and the know that you are top dog within that arena, you probably thought to yourself, I'm humble, but I'm very secure here. I'm comfortable here. The viewers like me. I make the show a serious show. Contestants have to up their game to be here. This should be cool. I should be here now for a good few years. So... That must have come as a, an absolute kidney shot. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. And then... I remember having to take the G off my spare tyre. I used to have a Vauxhall Frontier black and chrome. And I had the G on the back tyre. The Gladiator G. The Gladiator G. Shadow number plate. So I remember having to take that off. Take the number plate off. It was like I was... Um, stripped? Stripped, yeah. Just stripped, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I remember going to the NEC and taking pictures with uh, some management crew that was Nikon, Nikon, Nikon the, the camera. Oh, the, yeah, Nikon, isn't it? Yeah. Um, they gave me, they put uh, a system into my car, five grand's worth of Alpine equipment. Alpine, I'm sorry, it was Alpine uh, store. I took man pictures with the managers and that. And then there was a shadow, shadow, shadow gray leather uh, interior. That, that's what it was called. And I got that for free. And then after being fired, I mean, what I'm trying to say is after being fired, I was lucky to get, to be able to get a packet of batteries from the shop for free. I mean, before that I was, you know, everywhere and everywhere. So when you put it like that, that when LWT dismissed you from the show, you didn't just lose your slot on the primetime show that was Gladiators Saturday night. You also lost your sponsors, yeah. your endorsements, everything, 
all the little privileges that go with it, right down to the G on the back of your vehicle and your number plate. So that is, when you, when you unbox it completely and you throw in all these bits and pieces that was done to you, that does send a message out to the rest of the, of the squad. Yeah. You see what happens yeah. if you fuck around. But, sure. I mean, if, but you didn't fuck around. No, at the end of the day, if they had, I reckon if they had stuck together, we would have had more power if, they, if everyone had stuck together. But nobody wanted to make waves. Nobody wanted to get in trouble. That so. is what I'm curious as to who stood up for, who, who, who made a stand and said, no, this, this is unacceptable. No one. Because I would have done. I'm telling you now, no. if, there, if there was no, if it was hearsay, if it was word of mouth from some unnamed reporter, I'd be like, okay, fine. If he's done that, yep, he's, you know, he has got uh, almost like a carer community. You have got a responsibility to yeah. your young audience. Yes. I yes. get that, yes. and I'm, as, as I'm sure you do. But if you're saying you didn't do it and there's no evidence that you've done it and it's just hearsay, why on earth didn't the rest of the gladiators stand up and say, this isn't fair? Because if they all threaten to walk, what are you going to do, replace us all? But they didn't. No. I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't expect them to, neither. But at the end of the day, like I just said, if they had, maybe if we had stuck together as a unit, we would have been a lot stronger. But because nobody wanted to make waves, nobody wanted to get in trouble, nobody wanted to not their business. Uh, they wanted to be gladiators. It's a shame there's, if social media was about back then, I've got a feeling things would have gone very differently for you. Because there'll be people like me that want to scratch beyond the surface and think that doesn't sound right. You, you're printing, there's stories about, Jeff, week in, week out, shadow. There's yeah. stories about shadow, week in, week out, and now there's a there's this accusation. So you need to be backing that up with some form of evidence sure. because they're just words. Sure. And words aren't worth a wank. You sure. and me could say anything sure. now, and oh what? So that's gospel then. Yeah. Okay, where, where's the proof? And yeah. I think nowadays where people don't believe the media, the government, everything, you know, I have to be careful. I even have to be careful what, what I say here because yeah. they're just looking to censor sure. people. Sure. So nowadays people question everything. And I think that would have been a clear cut. Something smells very fishy here. Let's do a little bit of digging. And I think I think there would have been social media groups that would have formed. And hopefully now, now that you're that you're back in the in, in the public eye through social media, which is extremely powerful. It's extremely powerful. Maybe now people will, will see see it for what it was. And then also show some compassion because you get an axe from gladiators, then led to a, a turbulent spiral, which yeah. we'll now, we'll yes. now touch base. And so, yes. yeah, how did that, leave it, getting acts from gladiators unfairly, how did that impact your life and your mental health? Um, it wasn't good. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, one day I'm this person, next day I wake up and I'm someone else. And, uh, yeah, it was hard. It was hard to get my head around it. I did a few films. Did a Mortal Kombat two uh, as an extra. I did Jonathan's Creek. Did bits and pieces here and there, a few commercials and that. But uh, wasn't the same. Nah, and to have to have the uh, to be branded a drug user hmm. as well, which back then was very taboo but we now know that we've got you know th there's people in parliament 
you know, there's, there's traces of cocaine sure, found in sure, Parliament, sure, and, and that's sure. that. That's not hearsay. That's sure. actually been found and proven sure. uh, and reported on. Sure. So people that are proclaiming to be whiter than white, hmm. no pun intended, it's like, well, you're not. You're a human being. You drop the ball from time to time, but you sit there and you judge people and you wreck people's lives for the same things you're guilty of yourself, but maybe you just cover it up better yourself. Yeah. So, and that was going on back then. So, yeah. and, and this is what the public are getting sick of, the hypocrisy. The, uh, yeah, the double standards out there. Sure. I mean, you can imagine what life was like in the 90s. Totally. Yeah. I mean, how were you, how were you getting through your long shifts at Gladiator at work? For, I mean, I'm assuming, you tell me, what was the drug scene like on Gladiators? Uh, we used to wake up in the morning, have breakfast. Um, a few of us used to have a little dab of bass. Get through. I mean, you're talking about 14 hour day. Not free base, uh, base speed. Speed, yeah. And fetamine, yeah. Yeah. Um, a dab of that after breakfast, and you know, that would literally take you through the whole day. And like I said, it was a 14 hour day, two shows a day. It was a long day. That would explain your stare. <laughs> <laughs> I've had people say that to me. Yeah. You know, was, was you high when you was up there? No, no, I wasn't. You know, when I'm getting ready to do battle, uh, I'm not actually looking at you, I'm looking through you. You, you don't exist. You don't, you don't exist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm. You're not there. You're not there. I'm there as a machine to deliver mm. something to you, and that, that is it. And that was basically what Nigel, God bless him, love him to death, Nigel, uh, the man who produced the uh, Gladiators. Ah, okay. Country. Yeah. Is he still alive? Yes. Um, he used to say to me, Shadow, all I want to see is the whites in the eyes. Yeah. Done. And uh, you know, don't don't take him out too quick. Yeah, you know, leave leave room for toy with them. Yeah, for a little bit because it makes good TV. You know, taking them off too quick is not not always that great. But uh, I remember one time we did a celebrity uh, gladiators and uh, Gary Mason. He's only small, about five foot five or something was, and he said to me, "Listen, Shadow, if you hit me a couple of times, I'm just going to jump off. Yeah, I'm not standing. I'm not. I'm not taking that." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I had to let him bash me about a little bit and then you know take him off. <laughs> Humor him. So how many, how many of you were taking a dab of speed before, before a shift? Was there anybody that was, that was having a dab of speed that didn't make a stand when you was caught or you was allegedly accused of doing? No, nobody made a stand. And I have no comment on who or how many took a dab of speed. Fair play. Not even how many. Fair play to you. Yeah, it makes you wonder. You're honourable and you're still protecting, you're even protecting the volume of numbers of people that could have done it. So you're not giving anything away. And yet them same people didn't have the kahunas to stand up and say, this is, this is wrong. Sure. I remember when they had the first uh, reunion. How could you have a reunion and not invite me? Well, you couldn't. No. I'm, I'm sure the nation must have been saying, well, where's Shadow? Especially if you're holding the base. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one yeah. that's a good yeah. one no yeah. of course yeah there is no reunion uh, I remember uh, when I was uh, inside um, and they were advertising the fact they're going to start the new program and start the new filming I think they had a lightning Saracen and I think Hunter was on a big breakfast morning TV program obviously they can't talk about me because I'm sitting inside and I haven't been around for many years but uh the guy that was presenting that program he's come busting out of this 
paper uh, display. He's busted through this paper display and he's carrying a pugil stick. Now, for me... That's yeah, your yeah, thing. Yeah. For me, they may not have mentioned my name. Didn't need to. They didn't need to. But for him coming out with that stick in his hand, people would relate that stick to me. So I, I was quite happy. I was going to say, you could take that, you could take that as like, that should be me there. But you can, you can also think, well, that's a nod to me. Yeah. Take it yeah, as that. Yeah. I took it as that. I took it as that. Take yeah, it as that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a nod to you. I was quite pleased when I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And that was that, this is recently. This is recently. This is when they started to advertise the fact that they're starting uh, the new. Program. So Gladiators is coming back. Yeah. Apparently they filmed 11 shows. I think they go out in September. Uh, they're going to see how these 11 shows take off. And if they take off, I suppose they're, they're filming another 11 shows. I tell you what, you're you're going to be a very odd act to follow. So going back to when you when you left Gladiators, and it was tough, which is is to be expected. One minute you're yeah. on top of the world, next minute you're yeah. you, you're flat on your back through through no fault of your own, because a lie has been printed about you, and LWC have just taken it as they have to make an example. Yeah. It's a sad story, and that would be enough. What I've read about then heavier drugs were introduced and you was using that to, I'm assuming, over, over, overcome the depression from your life being turned upside down, uh, masking, maybe, maybe, masking maybe, something. Maybe as an excuse. Uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't like to think that. To be honest with you, I grew up in New York. I grew up in New York in the 80s. I grew up in New York when there was an epidemic yes. in New York City with crack cocaine. Crack, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I started smoking crack cocaine at the age of seventeen. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, unfamiliar with that drug. Right. Yeah. Um, yes. Over the years, my life did progress, not with drugs, but the American football, with the bodybuilding, with becoming a gladiator. So that part of my life was out of the picture. Yes, losing my job was a big thing, and. Maybe I did look for comfort in the wrong places. I think a lot of us are guilty of doing that. Not even guilty. A lot of us just find solace somewhere. Yeah. And and not that I'm glamorizing drug use, but there's something that a substance can give you that an an unforgiving human being can't give you. Sure. So what I would say is that isn't a good enough excuse. No. Once, once you become wise to it, but sometimes sure. it takes going down the bo bottom sure. of a bottle or sure. sitting there with an empty pipe sure. in your hand. Yeah. It takes that to realize that what I should have done was maybe I should have looked for more forgiving people to, yeah. to talk to. Yeah. But yeah. Because you can, you can become best of friends with uh, substance. Oh, alcohol, totally. Alcohol or drugs, you know. Uh, there may not be no one around you. There may not be no one who wants to be around you, but, you know, your best friend would be right there with you. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's uh, it, it keeps you company and misery likes company. Sure. And there's nothing more miserable sure. than a than, than a class A sure. crack smack and relationship. That's right. Yeah, that's and, right. and do you know what? Right. I spoke to somebody once, and I was opening up my soul to them, and cocaine got bought up, and this woman said, because my my dad used to feed me drugs, class yeah. A drugs. When, when when his job was to protect me, he was he was feeding me drugs. So I've done all sort, all sort of mind altering, mind bending. So yeah. I was very young as well. So it's so, you know, most people listening would think seventeen years of age and he's smoking crack. I was fifteen years of age taking acid with my own father. So I know shit happens, and 
we, we're all victims of circumstance of, to some degree. And who knows how it's going to map out. If, sure. you make, if you make it out alive, you've done well. Sure. And uh, the question was, what's your relationship with cocaine? This is a long time ago, but I'd never thought of it. I never thought of it like that. No. A relationship. Mm. What's your relationship? And I thought, cool. That's a powerful way of asking, asking the question. Yeah. So what was your relationship with cocaine or crack? Because I, I also read that the- My best friend. Mm. Yeah. I had no friends. Yeah. Even to this day, I have no friends. I have a couple of friends. I would like to think they're my friends. I've got my kids. They are my best of best friends. Yeah, I nice. An, I have an ex-girlfriend who is one of my best friends. Um, but other than that, I don't have no friends. I have a lot of people that- Quite to know me, yeah, yeah. Like I said, people that do know me call me Jeff, and people that think they know me call me Shadow. Yeah, uh, like I said, I can't get away from that name. You know, it's my nickname now. It'll be with me for the rest of my life. There's worse ones. There's worse ones. My book will be called The Shadow That Never Left Me. You know, um, great name. These, these, these are the things I managed to deal with. Really. And so are you currently writing a book? Yes. And that's the wheels are in motion. Yes. This is the, the, these... it, should, it should have been it should have been written a long time ago. And is it is it no holds barred? Yes, it's an autobiography. It's my life from beginning to end, not w just walk, walks and all, everything. Yeah. And you'll clear up the the untruths that are told about you, and I'm assuming you'll be mentioning a few truths that other people don't know. Because I, I watched a, a YouTube clip, mm. and they you was obviously snapped at your very very worst and i always want to compare you at your very very best yeah. now whoever's seen them pictures which i'm sure a lot of people have mm. this is the man today that you're looking at on the camera yeah that man there was clearly in a bad place sure and they was talking that you was using heroin i don't know that we never yes. with it so so it did it progress because it, it normally does but people don't people that people that sit there and judge if you introduce to crack at 17 and you're smoking it and that's a very easy go-to if there's turbulence in your life if you're using crack it will normally result in yeah. using brown afterwards yeah. because you've got yeah. to bring yourself down sure. and take off sure. the anxiety because sure. it puts you in a sure. in a place of sure. of severe anxiety and, sure. tre and trepidation sure. so is that yes yes all true all true yeah i've been i've been in some dark places i've been in the trenches i've, I've been i've been around ground zero the five thousand i've fed the five thousand um I'm surprised I've managed to make it over the wall, to be honest with you. And it's not really, how, how long was you using heroin for? Uh, not long, uh, I don't know, four or five years. I mean, that's, that's long it's enough. Long enough, yeah, long enough, yeah. S smoking it or injecting it? No, no, smoking it, smoking it. Didn't, yeah, so you stopped before? No, I Because that, that comes next, doesn't it? Yeah, that comes next, yeah. That comes I mean, next. If you, if you choose it to come next, it can come next, but uh, no, that was a bit too far to go. So I'm assuming that when you, when you were using brown, are you still using the crack as well? Do, yes, do it, it goes do, hand in hand. Doing the balancing act? Yeah. yeah. Did you ever snowball it, mix the two together? <laughs> You're thinking he knows a lot about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever comes with it, mate. Whatever comes with it. Because there's going to be people watching this mm. that have got a pipe in their hand, yeah. that are loading up a needle, sure. that are boiling up a spoon. Sure. They're going to be watching this and they don't want to be there. They don't want that needle in their hand. They don't want the shit that comes with it, having to go and steal for money, yeah. doing crazy shit, yeah. their family turning their back on them. Yeah. They don't want to be that person, but they are. Yeah. And they don't really know anybody around them because all their friends are doing the same thing. And it's very rare that they see someone that's been there 
and they're no longer there. Yeah. They leveled up. They held themselves accountable. They made a few tweaks and changes within their life. And they're now got an autobiography coming out. They're personal training people. They're doing a podcast tour. They're looking fabulous at 62. So it's, it's to inspire. The whole point of this yeah. is, to, is to inspire, not, uh, not remind you of the shit times, but just remind you of how far you've come. Well, you know, there, there is a part of the brain called the amygdala. We share it with animals, yeah? What's it called? The, the amygdala. Right. Yeah, we share it with animals. It's, it's, it's the part of the brain that reminds you to stay warm, remind, reminds you to eat, to go to the bathroom. Yeah, anything that you find pleasurable, i.e. masturbating, sex, whatever you find pleasurable that you do on a regular, that part of the brain will remind you to do it again. So when you, when you are involved in drugs, you're feeding that part of the brain. Feeding. You're feeding it. You're yeah. feeding it. And it wants it back. And it wants it back. And it wants it whenever it wants it. And it wants it however you can get it. Yeah. Until you stop to feed that part of the brain, when it calls out for what it is it's asking you for, it would always be there. The less you feed it, the less, the more silent it becomes. But if you're feeding it, you don't stand a chance. See, this is, this is a brilliant ana analogy and it's great information. That's, and that's what people are lacking. People that don't know how to climb out the rut they're in or, or battle addiction, they're lacking something. Yeah. Strength, discipline, but also a support network, but also information, just that snippet there. That, we can, we can, that will get cropped and that will get put out as, as, as a they, short. They, they, they say, <clears throat> you know, when you find yourself standing on the street corner waiting for a dealer for five hours, yeah, and every two, every 15 minutes he's telling you, I'll be there, I'll be there, I'm coming, I'm coming. And you're waiting and you throw all those brown letters to the side and, you know, you lie to your family, you, 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 you borrow, you steal, <clears throat> you don't pay back. That power that you believe that drug has over you, they say to you to clench your fists. Now the power that has you at that state, in that state of mind, tell that power, tell it to open your hand. It doesn't have the power to open your hand. The only person that can open your hand is you. And this is the same kind of uh, thought pattern you have to have. There is to say that that has such a power over me, I can't control it, I can't stop doing what I'm doing. Yes, you can. But you have to want it. It is literally a decision, yes or, or no. There's no in-between. You can't slightly mess around with it. You can't slightly do it. Do it on the weekends. Mm it will catch up with you yeah you and that's that's it's very good to remember that if you're talking crack and heroin you cannot do the tango with it no you're in no you're, you're in, in you're in deep waters yeah you're in or you're out simple mm. and what was your what was the what was the point for you when you because to be to have to, to, to be smoking crack and then be doing heroin for five years that's half a decade that is you're an established user how did you do it how did, what was your why and then how did you do it? Because that's the, that's the impressive part. And every now and again, it... How, I think, you know, when, when, uh, when, you, when, it, when your life is just about that, when, you're, when you have nothing else going on in your life and uh, the people you're around are doing it, you know nobody else is not doing it, it becomes... Part and parcel of life, part and parcel of waking up each day. Your mission is to get high. Uh, 
and some not so much for the pleasure of getting high, but for the the need to get high, knowing no better, knowing not wanting to know no better, not wanting to have anything else in your life other than that. It, it is it is a uh, it's a sad place to be, you know, to to think that you would accept that as a way of life, as who you are, that, or that's who you are. Mm. You know, it's 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 sad. You know, and and when you're around people that uh, are just as sad, there's no one to pick you up. There's no one to say, "Listen, stop doing that, mate. It's, it's no good for you." You know, they're, they're, the only thing that comes out of their mouth is, uh, "Where are we going to get? How are we going to get this money?" <laughs> and this is so this is so important to touch base on. And yeah, you you you, you describe that perfectly. You have to want to do it and you have to do it yourself. It's, it's the loneliest journey to come back from a drug addiction because you won't be socializing with straight goers. Misery likes company. Sure. You're going to be sitting in a room with a fellow crackhead, with, sure. a, with a fellow sure. smackhead. Sure. It will be someone sure. else loading the needle sure. for you sure. that wants to use it next. That person doesn't want you clean because no. he wants the company. No. So how on earth do you break free of that? That has got to be intrinsic strength and remembering your worth and your value yeah. and then executing some kind of yeah. inner program, yeah. the yeah. first few steps. Yeah, remembering your worth, that's it. Remembering your worth. Yeah, that's it. Totally. My kids remind me of my worth all the time. Yeah, well you- they, 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 do, they do so much for me, they do so much for themselves. I'm, I'm inspired to see how far they've come. I'm inspired to think that they have a part of me the, the part of me, your legacy. Is, yeah, the part of me that is the best part of me, the positive side of me, the, the, the discipline, awesome. determined. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Positive, because yes. you you have to be. You there has to be not just an element of positivity in you. There has to be positivity, whether you realize it or not, in abundance within you to climb out of that trench that you was in. Yep. There has to be something in it's like no, actually, there's a few things burning up inside me, but one of them now is there's a positive drive to progress. Yeah. And move away from this shit, sure. no matter how long it takes. I'm trying to, at the moment, trying to salvage myself, salvage what I can. Yeah. If the next 20 goes fast as the last 20, it's all over. But they won't. You know how, you know how quick time's go, time goes when you're on drugs? How many people sit up on the oats and barley and they're looking at the clock and they're thinking, I'll stop at midnight. Yeah. Oh, I'll stop at two. Yeah. Oh, I'll stop at three. Yeah, it's now it's now nine o'clock yeah. the following yeah. evening. Yeah. You're yeah. still in the same yeah. spot doing yeah. the same yeah. thing, wanking yeah. the same sure. limp sure. dick to the sure. same porn, sure. Sure. and you still don't stop. Sure. Time goes like that. Yeah. So now that you're clean, time will slow down. You yeah. will achieve a hell of a lot more. You'll sure. do a lot more things. Sure. You'll connect sure. with, 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 with a lot sure. more people. Sure. And you'll never do sure. you'll never do the things that you had to do to sustain and afford and pay for the habit. Exactly. I mean, tell me where that leads to. How do you fund a drug habit? You've, you, you've been to jail multiple Listen, times. Right what, tell, me some yeah. of the, tell me some of the things you had to do to get by. What landed you in jail? People right. are going to want to know this. God. Everything from shoplifting, everything from... <laughs> there, was a, there was a kidnapping, wasn't there? No. It that's, wasn't actually a kidnapping. So that's wrong. Yeah. Put the record. That, that, is, that is wrong. Set the record the guy, straight. The guy, I'm not supposed to talk about the crime. I'm not supposed to talk about, as far as my probation are concerned, Jeff, do not talk about the offence. Okay. Yeah. So I. I this is I, the most recent one. The most recent one. When you talk about kidnapping, you didn't kidnap no one. Right. Was there demanding money with menace to set him free? 
Yes. Right, okay. So it was blackmail and forced imprisonment. Yeah. And was he just a random guy or was there a beef? No, no. Again, no comment. It's, yeah, you don't have to comment, but just what from what I... We spent time together. Yes. I cannot see you taking a stranger no, somewhere and demanding no, money for his no, release. No, no, it wasn't, you, it wasn't nothing like that. I don't, I don't think it is. No, it was nothing like that. I put my mortgage on it, but that isn't true. That isn't true. I would love to sit here and explain everything to you as it was, but again, like I said... No if probation are hung, uh, uh, yeah. cutting your tongue off, yeah. then that's, Jeff, do that's fair about, dues. Do not talk about that. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to put out, out it for the record that I cannot imagine you kidnapping somebody and, then no. de and demanding... No, no, because 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 it. it's no. it's out there that you no. demanded a thousand pounds for 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 his release from the family. If you're going to kidnap somebody and demand money for their release, a you know you're going to jail. Yes. you're going to do it for a lot more money. Yes, doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Okay, so the things that we, what what are the things you've done to to support your drug habit that you that you can talk about so people don't feel like they're on their own. Shoplifting. Shoplifting, borrowing, stealing. Not, not paying back. Not paying back. Lying, deceiting. Lying, Cheating, all that shit. The whole nine yards. And there, do, there is no other way. No. When you're on that track, there is no other way. And how heavy was your habit? What were you, what was your, what were you spending a day on smack? Oh, my habit wasn't outrageous. It was a maintenance. 10, 20, depending on how much money came in, you know, depending on how much you needed to come down. Again, it's, people don't realise that, you know, you, it's, it's, it's that. And when you're too high, you've got to bring yourself yeah. down because that's a horrible place yeah. to be. And if yeah. you're too down, you've got to bring yourself up because that's equally as frightening. It's a sad state of affairs. It is. And so how long have you been clean for, drug-free? Five years. Five years? Mm. Yeah. Fair play, man. I mean, every day is uh, a battle. A battle. I mean, every day that part of the brain, like I described to you earlier, does remind me. Still wants feeding. Still wants Tem feeding. Temptations. Yeah. But I have to just shut it down, you know, and just tell it no. Did you do the 12-step program? No. I've heard of it, but I didn't do it, no. Yeah. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people that I know that have, that have come out of the trenches, that have beaten addiction, they've done the 12-step program. But I don't know anybody that hasn't relapsed either. So I did, did you, when you decided I'm going to come clean, did you come clean or did you relapse a few times? No, I relapsed a few times. Yeah. Again, don't. I mean, I mean when I say relapse a few times, uh, uh, a relapse can be just a, just a pipe. Mm. It doesn't have to be. A session. A session or days on end. Um, just the bare fact that you did it again that only leads to feeding that part of the brain again. Oh, I've been seeing you for a long time. Mm. Nice to see you. Welcome back. Welcome back. Mm. Yeah. And it's pleased to see you, isn't it? It's pleased it to see you. It wants you there. You. Yeah. Mm. Let's not do it tomorrow. Let's make a plan for next week or the end of the month. Treat yourself at the end of the month. That'd be a, that'd be a, that'd be a, like, earn it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not so bad then, mm. but it is. It yeah. is just as bad. Especially once you once you broke the seal and you've done it, it then calls you back sooner next yeah. time. And each time it gets sooner and sooner and sooner. And before you know it, you're back on the 24-hour shift again. Mm. On ceiling duty yeah. for days. 
<laughs> Do you know what? It's so good that you can you can laugh and smile yeah. about it now. That's that's got to be a good indication that 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 shit really is in the rearview mirror. Yeah, and and the and the future's bright now, which is why I really wanted you to come on. I really wanted you to come on, and I knew that I would warm to you because I knew Ada was more beyond the surface, and then training with you and. It's just, it's an interest. It's, it's, it's a very, very sad story. Don't get me wrong. It's an extremely sad story, but there's the light at the end of the tunnel. I think for you is starting to shine through. Yeah. Are you seeing? Are you seeing that little I'm bit of light? Seeing, I'm seeing that little. Because you probably light. thought I'm for seeing, a long time, shit. This is yeah. this is light. This is this yeah. is your life. Yeah. Michael Aspel. Yeah. I I used to. Think Jeff, this is your life. You know. Okay. You know. Yeah. What I did was thirty years ago. Who who really wants to? Who really gives a fuck about what I'm doing now? You know, but uh, the love and, and uh, the support that I've had since since I've been released uh, has been fantastic. You know, it's, I see it on my own eyes. Enough to drive me. You know, I can do something. I can salvage something. I can salvage myself. And there's a there's a there's a few things that I mean. I'm assuming that the the gym and I can't promote the gym enough. I mean. We bonded over a gym session. Yes. Like it's powerful. Yes. If, if you if you put yourself in the right place, it's almost like you're a flower and you're watering yourself. Sure. You will blossom and you will grow and you sure. you will evolve. Sure. And the gym for me, sure. that is like church. Yeah. And if you've got someone in there with the same energy, yeah. even if you can talk each other out of bad ideas, yeah. get in a gym. Yeah. Like and and support each other in the gym. Yeah. When that testosterone's flowing, when that blood's pumping around your system, when your muscles are swollen, you're looking at yourself and yeah. you're feeling great, just say something positive to your training partner yeah. or just anybody in there. Sure. Like, because it makes, I don't know about you, but it makes me feel, training makes me feel great and it makes me feel bulletproof and it makes me feel yeah. like, do you know what? I'm too strong to feed that part of my yes, brain that yes, wants me to yes, fail. Yes, yes. It yes, builds me 100%, 100%, 100%. up in the, in, in the head. So anyone that, I think, just as, just as, just as, just to round off the the drug use and abuse and addiction and people that are struggling, because I do like to get a message out to anyone that, that's going to start watching these podcasts that you're not alone, you're not on your own, and these stories that you're going to hear from people, they're walking, talking, living proof that you can come back. Yes. You, you know, whether you're flat on your back, taking a 10 count, you're up against the ropes, there's always things you can do to get yourself back in the center of the ring. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Being wrapped around the right people counts. Sure. Choose your friends wisely. Sure. Don't sure. don't don't wrap yourself sure. around wankers. And sure. you know, no matter how go, sure. how old you get, you're never going to meet your last wanker. Sure. You got to identify them. Yeah, you have to know them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and you know, if you're if you're in a rut, that tells me that you spent enough time wrapped around them. Yeah. So by now, you you should, should know, know should know a wanker know when you see one. Yeah, you should know when you see them. Has someone got your best interest? Yeah, and if they don't, or, stay away from them. Or are you there feeding their? Yeah. Are you supplying what they sure, need? Sure. That shit. Sure. Do they feed off your misery? Because it's fucking sick and twisted yeah. out there. You best know. You best know. You best be able to recognize. Yeah. yeah. So I say this. This is me. You. I mean, I, I love your input, but for me, I'm. If you're if you're trying to break away from the rut that you're in, substance abuse, be it alcohol. I mean, alcohol's the fucking worst. You can't walk, you know, you can't walk hundred yards. You walk past yeah. an off license sure. or a pub. It's there sucking yeah. you in sure. bright colors, sure. posh labels. Sure. Sure. At least with cocaine, you know, it comes out, it stinks like shit. And you've got to sneak into the sure. toilet sure. to do it. Sure. Sure. 
alcohol is completely glamorized. Gambling, same thing. Oh, yeah. And addictions, they normally come in free. You yeah. get, you, you're gambling, you're watching porn, you're sniffing gears. Like, sure, oh, shit, sure, that's expensive. Sure, sure, sure. That's going to mangle your brain. Yeah. Good luck sustaining a relationship with that. Yeah. But I, the thing I'd done years and years ago, I started to, to, to eliminate people that I would use drugs with. Yeah. Okay. It didn't, it wasn't a good vibe with him. It didn't work with him. Yeah. He was a negative energy. Yeah. I didn't have fun because at the start, taking drugs is fun. It's All of a sudden, it, be it becomes no. very unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good trick. If you start eliminating people that you use drugs with, yeah. don't get me wrong, eventually yeah. you will use them alone. However, you then become sick of your own company. Yeah, if you choose to use them alone, you will lose them. You will use them alone. Yeah, you don't need to have sure. people around you. Yeah, no. no, but if you if you start the elimination process, yes. you're at least taking a step yes. in the right direction. Yes. You're not yes. you're not regressing. Yes, and that's the best. Even a little step, you know, you may get, you know, your parents may call you a fucking a little junkie, or they yeah. may be disappointed. Yeah. But yeah. trust me, if if that's got a grip on you and you're making baby steps. They're quantum leaps. Yes. They really are. They're yes. getting you in the right direction yep. to gym, eliminating who you use drugs sure, with, sure. and then expanding the time frame before you next or last use. Yes. Before that gap becomes so big, a bit like growing a beard, you never want to shave it off. Yeah. You've not done drugs yeah. for so long, you think only a wanker would go back yes, now. That's right. Don't do that's it. Right. Extend. That's right. And you're going to relapse. That's right. You're going to relapse. That's I mean, right. Any anything for you that you can add on that? I'm actually walking. I'm actually walking on eggshells, man. I mean, now the now the sentence begins. Yeah, yeah. I just spent three inside. Now I've got another three outside. On suspended. Yeah. The, the slightest mistake. Be around the wrong person. Be around the wrong people. Be in the wrong situation. The wrong place. And I can see myself back in prison. So I'm I'm very conscious of who I'm with. Yeah, yeah. Who I see. Who I put myself around. Well, I'm honoured you've come on the show because I know that I know for you, for, you don't need to tell me that you've got issues with trust because I can tell by what you've experienced in your life. You're gonna have. How the fuck can you trust people when you've been shit on from sure, such a great height? Sure. sure. So, sure. Yeah, you've got to have your radars up. Yeah. And I mean, 62 years of age, you're longer in the tooth than most human beings on the planet. You've lived a life that you can now write a book about. Yeah. And you spot the wankers. You'll choose the people to network with, to, sure, to bounce back sure. with. And already, like I know behind the scenes, the network's building. Yes, and, and I'm, I'm very pleased with that. Yeah, yeah. And also, mate, you, you, you're nice to be around. Like you give back. You yeah. don't, you don't. You know, there's some people they'll sit on a table and they just take your energy. Yeah, vampires. Sure, sure, you sure, give. A, sure. See, it's it's just so hard to believe, and yeah, and and sad right. to think that. that you know, I've been in crack dens. I've been in houses like that yeah. where there's eight people in a room yeah. with needles hanging out their yeah. arms. It's heartbreaking to think you've actually been there. Yeah. But it's so fucking impressive to know that you're sat in my, this is my house. This isn't recorded. Like you're yeah. in my house yeah. in a shirt, yeah. looking a million yeah. dollars. You've got a movie star smile yeah. and you've got a book coming out. Yeah. And I believe you've got another little hidden talent that probably no one knows about. Yeah. Your artwork. Your artwork, yeah. And yeah. you're considering yeah. putting art on people's skin. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm Talk I'm to very, me about. I'm very interested in doing the tattoo work. I mean, yes, I can draw and copy anything uh, on paper. I know it's a different thing to put it onto skin. Learning that there's a transfer that goes onto the skin first uh, makes it 100% easier for me. Yeah. Because it's all about building that picture up and bringing out the artwork, and, and that's where I. 
And uh, can we put some of your artwork, can we, can we cut it into the video just so people can see this is actually what you're capable of doing? Yes. Mega skill. Do you want me to show you what I do? I mean, do you want to see what I do? Or what are we talking verbally? No, what I'm saying is, so what we'll do is uh, the videographer yes. will send in your, uh, some of the, the good bits of art that you've done. Okay. And exactly. during this conversation, the podcast, they'll pop up on the screen okay. so people can actually visualize yes. what yes. you, what, yeah, what you can do. So, you know, you're, yeah. not, you're, not, you're, you know yeah. you're not just ahead of an athlete, yeah. a, a pro bodybuilder, sure. a gladiator, sure. a survivor. Because sure. sure. that's what you've got to remember. Yeah. You survived the storm. Yeah. And it was a fucking hell of a storm. Yeah, it was a so big you got storm. you got all these qualities as, as a human being. Sometimes you just need reminding of them. Yeah. And being wrapped around dogs, they're never gonna remind you how good no, you are because they no. want you on the lead. Sure. Good people sure. want you off the lead and remind sure. you. Sure. You're a hell of a man. Yeah. And and now you're gonna become an inspiration. This will help people. Yeah. This will help people. You're gonna go on, they're gonna read your book. People are gonna think, shit, the media lied about this man. And also, they kicked you when you were down. That's the worst of it all. So this is now the this is the comeback, the rebuild. The this yeah. is the remake. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is yeah, this is this is the comeback. Yeah, and so your your P your your PT in it, your personal training. Yes, yes. and that's yes. what you're currently doing. Yes, and that's what I've always done. Um, I'm a great believer in uh, pushing people. Oh, you've done that. Yeah, you've done you've done that. I enjoy, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, I thoroughly been I thoroughly enjoyed being on the receiver. I mean, I loved that session. Yeah. It was great, wasn't it? It was good, it was good fun. It was good. It was yeah. Good. Yeah, anyone that wants good. wants to uh, remember who the man is. He, yeah. he he didn't get in all them places. He wasn't standing on that podium uh, for just being an average Joe. He pushed me to the absolute limits. And I, I was still smiling. Yeah. Tricking me. Five more reps. <laughs> and I only had two left in me. And then he wanted another five. Yeah. Yeah. And I come out that I yeah. come out that gym session feeling a million dollars. Sure. I push myself past my limit because you sure. saw it in me. Yes, that's, that's, you obviously that's saw the, it in me. That's the thing. That's the you, thing. Yeah, yeah. You didn't want to injure me. Just no, obviously not, or, or push you to something you you couldn't reach. But to, I could see that, you know, and you want you also want to feel that satisfaction at the end. That you know what those extra five that you asked me for, I did them. You yeah, know, you could have done them. You could have stopped. Normally, I would, if I'm honest. To get the extra five and then not only do the extra five, but if I say, give me five more. Yeah. Now you've done that extra five under pressure, but you've given another five on top of that. So that's got to make you feel good. Well, it was because it was a little surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I weren't expecting it. I was thinking, cool, I've got two more and I'm done. In your head, you've got two. Have another five. <laughs> that one's on the house. Them five are on the house. Enjoy. But, but they, they, they were the ones that... They're yeah. the ones that count, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, they're the ones that make you feel good. Those are yeah. the ones that make you feel good. I bet they do. Have you got a website that uh, advertises yeah, um, you beat it? Um, um, Official Shadow Gladiator is on Instagram. You can find everything on there, the artwork. Official Shadow Gladiator. Gladiator. That's on Instagram. That's on Instagram. Okay, fine. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll get that up as well sure. so people know where to find you. Sure. And as far as the, the tattooing goes, and just before I go back onto the tattooing, yeah. I cannot recommend enough. Imagine telling your friends that you've had a you've been in the gym training with Shadow. And if you're lucky enough to get on with him, you can call him Jeff. Yeah. I loved it. So I'm pu I'm I'm pushing that out there for you. I, I had a great time and we are going to train again. I, I don't care if I have yes. to drive 2 hours to you. We're going to yeah, we're we're gonna, we're going to we're going to train we're going to eat Why steak. Not? Why not? We're going to do it. Why not? And then the tattooing, which your artwork is phenomenal. You're waiting for pigskin to arrive. Yes, my daughter's just um, ordered me some um silicone skin 
Yeah. Um, so I get used to stretching it and putting it down, putting the transfer onto the skin. And um, like I said, I didn't realize at the time that a transfer was put onto the skin. I thought this is all just people freehand artwork. Yeah. Uh, to learn that there's a transfer that goes on first makes it a lot easier for me because it's the artwork afterwards that, that brings out the picture. Yeah, totally. And that's what I'm about is the artwork. Well, we'll see how I'll see how you get on, and I might say, "Go on, whack it, whack it on a real bit of skin." I'll, I'll have something. Maybe, maybe put the G stamp back on. <laughs> you got no room anyway. No, I'm, I'm going. We'll, 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 we'll find somewhere. Yeah. But you know what? I would. I've thoroughly enjoyed this, and I totally appreciate that some bits we spoke about they're not going to be pleasant to rehash. But it's all part of your journey. It's who you are. It's going to make you bulletproof. It's going to inspire other people. And we've now discussed that you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And I know it, I know the light's going to come flooding through. You've got an autobiography. So rather than me, we could spend another two, three hours here. But I'm going to say, we'll wrap it up now. Yeah. We're going to have some lunch. And just buy the man's book. Buy the book. Get inspired. Get serious about life. Get serious about leveling up. Lick your wounds. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Get up. Dust yourself off. You know, there's so, always someone out there that's had it rougher and tougher. Step forward. Step forward. Yeah. Lean into it. Yeah. Lean into your yeah. problems and just deal with them head on. Yeah. And uh, we got a six no, foot. We got a six foot three man mountain gladiator, sixty two years of age, that has not been frightened to talk and open himself to someone over a table. And it. I mean, I've done it myself. Yeah. It sets you free. It does. It's a good feeling. It does. it does. I mean, there were things that I, you know, was kind of thinking to myself, I don't want to talk about or I shouldn't talk about, but. Uh, you know, it does, it does set you free. You know, it's, it's good to be honest, tell the truth, be straight. No lying about me. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. When you, when you own up to, the, to your imperfections, what can anybody else say or do? Sure. It's like, well, I've said that. That's not, it's, it, it's no secret. Now, now, why don't we, now why don't we focus on some of the yeah. good stuff? Yeah. Because I'm a human being. Sure. That's what it's all about. Jeff? Yes. I can't thank you enough for coming on. It's been a pleasure. And I've thoroughly enjoyed the day. I've enjoyed the conversation. I feel like you've enjoyed it as well. Yes, absolutely. I think there's 100%. more to come. 100%. Find Shadow on Instagram. Yes. When his book comes out, he'll promote it on there. I'll, sure. I'll share it on mine. We'll get it up. We'll get it, we'll get it into your heads. This will inspire people. Yeah. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Let's do it. Let's do it. Good man. Magic, magic.